0: You're listening to a sermon from the Langley Canadian Reformed Church. We hope you'll find it to be spiritually edifying. The scripture reading this morning is first from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, and from verses 1 to 13, and then we read from the Gospel of John, chapter 4, the first 15 verses, and lastly we'll read... From the book of Revelation, and only one verse is verse 17 from chapter 22. But first, let's read together Jeremiah chapter 2, the first 13 verses. The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. I remember the devotions of you youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the desert, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, O you clans of the house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. What fault did your fathers find in me that they strayed so far from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. They did not ask, where is the Lord who brought us up out of Egypt and led us through the barren wilderness, through the land of desert and reefs, a land of drought and darkness, a land where no one travels and no one leaves. I brought you into the fertile land to eat its fruit and rich produce, but you came and defiled my land and made my inheritance detestable. The priests did not ask, where is the Lord? Those who deal with the law did not know me. The leaders rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal following worthless idols. Therefore I bring charges against you again, declares the Lord. And I will bring charges against your children's children. Cross over to the coasts of Kedim and look, send to Kedar and observe closely, see if there has ever been anything like this. Has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they are not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glory for worthless idols. Be about at this, O heavens, and shudder with great horror, declares the Lord. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water and have got their own systems, broken systems, that cannot hold water. Now with me turn to Gospel John, chapter 4, and the first 15 verses. Now he had gone through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar. Near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his sons, Joseph, Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and hers? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Now we turn to the uh, book of Revelation. Chapter 22 and we we'll read one verse, that's a verse 17. The Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. The text for this morning's sermon is from book of Jeremiah chapter 2. Verse 13. Let's read this one verse together. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own systems, broken systems that cannot hold water. Congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many of us love to buy generic products. We all go to the pharmacy and we will ask for the generic version of the medicine the doctor has prescribed. Or we will go to the grocery store and purchase the store version of whatever subst- whatever substitutes Kellogg's or Kraft's or Coca-Cola on the shelves. And we do not feel bad because there are times when accepting substitutes seems to make sense. Sometimes there are almost no differences between the name brand and a substitute. But of course, this is not always true. In terms of our material material food and medicine, a substitute and alternative choice sometimes is okay. Though not always as good as the original one. However... However, in our spiritual life, we cannot use any substitutes because the only food and drink for us is God and His Word. God is the only spring of living water. There is no alternative that can satisfy our thirsty and hungry soul. Lured by Satan and the the world's philosophy and ideas, Israelites had gotten into a habit of accepting substitutes for God. That was the serious problem which the nation of Judah was facing at the time of prophet Jeremiah. In his first assignment as God's prophet, Jeremiah was sent with a message to Jerusalem, the house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel, recalling their past faithfulness, bemoaning their apostasy into idolatry. In our text, God accuses people of committing two evils, forsaking their God the spring of living water and digging for themselves, broken systems that can hold no water. God is angry with His covenant people because they have abandoned Him and put their faith in beliefs that hold no water at all. They have had a replacement for Him. Could we be guilty of a similar evils today? Unfortunately, Congregation, we are. We as God's covenant people of the first twenty first century run into the same dangers and the same traps. We must pay attention, otherwise we may be destroyed. Every day we see the results of people putting their trusts in cisterns that hold no water at all. In our text, Jeremiah expresses expresses this prophecy as a call for God's people to repentance. God wants His people to turn from their sin and follow Him. That is what repentance is. Going down the wrong road, to the broken systems and turning around to go down the right road to the spring of living water. In our text, God is showing the Israelites the seriousness of the sins they have committed. And in the same way, we need to be reminded that God's law has not changed and that we need to repent from our sins and turn to Him. Therefore, this morning I preach to you the word of God under this theme. Through prophet Jeremiah, God charges people with two sins. Under this theme, we shall examine two things. In the first place, forsaking the fountain of living water. And in the second place, digging systems that hold no water. Now the first point, forsaking the fountain of the living water. Brothers and sisters, in our text, the first sin which God charges covenant people with is that they have forsaken Him, the spring of living water. Here, the spring or the fountain of living water refers to the, refers to a place that, hold, that holds water. This wasn't your ordinary fountain. This fountain produced special water. It was living water. It was fresh water. It was free water. It was most satisfying water. Best of all, there was an unlimited supply of it. We all know that water is a necessity for life. So it's essential that we have a source of pure water. In the Bible, God is likened to that source of living water. He has revealed himself to us as the best source of life and the satisfaction and the greatest source to quench our thirst. God is Israel's fountain of living waters. It was the covenant God who delivered Israel from Egyptian bondage who led her through the wilderness, who brought her into the land, flowing with milk and honey. But now, but now the Israelites forgot their God, beginning with their own priests and rulers. They did not care to know God. The priest who handles the law did not know God, nor His will. The leaders who should have kept the flock from transgression were ringleaders themselves in transgression. The false prophets prophesied by Baal to, to confront the Lord's prophets from one generation to the next. The Israelites were evil in the eye of the Lord. Unlike the other nations that were true to their gods, Israelites, Israel had changed their God into that which did not profit. You may ask, why would Israel do that? Why did they want to dig their own systems and drink their own water? How could they forget and forsake their covenant God? How did it lead to this? Well, congregation, it's not that they didn't want God. They just didn't want this God. They did not want His rules, His regulations, and His expectations in their lives. They did not just wake up one morning and say, Hey, I don't want to serve God anymore. Oh no, these were still very religious people. The problem was not that Israel had stopped being religious. They had simply, they have simply gotten into a habit of creating God in their own image. They wanted gods. They want, they just wanted gods that would allow them to dig their own systems. Gods who would mold into what they want themselves to be. At times, accepting substitutes for God is not a matter of opening, rejecting God. Sometimes it's simply a matter of a compromising our faith so that the God we, we claim we love does not actually assemble the God reviewed in the Bible. Brothers and sisters, the God of Old Testament is also the same God of ours today. The Israelites in the Old Testament time, as well as all believers today in the New Testament time, all draw living water from the same spring, the same God. But of course, in the New Testament time, God has revealed Himself as the spring of living water fully in His Son, Jesus Christ. Many of us are very familiar with the story Behind Jesus' words in the Gospel, John chapter 4. As recorded in the first 15 verses. Jesus was passing through the city of Samaria. And he stopped to get a drink of water at Jacob's well. As he was stopped, there he saw a Samaritan woman coming towards the well. And then he asked her to draw some water for him. The woman was astonished. And she questioned how Jesus, being a Jew, would dare to associate with a Samaritan woman since Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Then Jesus replied, if you knew the gift of God and who it is, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have to ask him and he would have given you a living water. What Jesus was telling the woman and what he is saying to those of us today is that if we ask Jesus to save us from our sins and give us eternal life, then he will grant our request. Each of us is living with a spiritual thirst that can be satisfied by the eternal spring of life in Jesus Christ that will never run dry. Jesus used this opportunity at Jacob's will to provide to provide an objective lesson or a visual aid in order to reinforce how He longs to grant each each of us eternal life. If we give our hearts over to Jesus Christ, then our new life in him will be eternal life. It will be constantly flowing and will never dry up. In other words, it keeps, it keeps on going like a well that never runs dry. Wells are created by digging down to the depth of the water bed and it will be constantly replenished by the groundwater as long as there wasn't a drought. Water did not have to be hauled in by people and no man effort was required to replace the water in the well. Eternal life in Jesus Christ is obtained the same way. It is given freely and we don't have to work for it. Though we have the full revelation of God, we are no better than the Israelites at the time of Jeremiah we face today the possibility of departing from God the spring of living water. From the scripture we know that God our creator always intends to be like a spring of living water to us. We would rather please ourselves and amazingly we are slow to choose the one who would refresh us now and forever. Forsaking our fountain of living water occurs when we substitute with it broken system that promise but does not deliver. This leads us to the second point, digging systems that holds no water. According to our text in verses 13b, the Israelites have dug their own systems that cannot hold water. We know that a system is different than a well. It's a reservoir for storing water, collected from rainfall through a system of gutters and man-made channels. Not only did the system hold rainwater, but it also held water that was hauled in from other locations and fueled by the painstaking labor of people. Unlike a well, which was continually being replenished without any human effort, a system requires the effort of people in order to keep it filled with water. If the system was not broken, its water would be polluted polluted by dirt and insects. But if the system had cracks, its water would leak into the ground and to be lost. Spiritually speaking, a system is a man's substitute for God's will, for God's well of living water. It's a spiritual replacement which the person hopes and believes will be much better than the well that God has provided. The broken systems that Israel had dug are false gods like Baal, false prophets who spoke in the name of Baal false sense of prosperity of which God forewarned. Israel foolishly left God for what were poor substitutes. Israel became all too satisfied with drinking the dirty water from the systems of idol worship, but ultimately it never quite satisfied them. But this did not stop their pursuit. They just kept going from one dirty system to another. God has so much more to offer His covenant people if they would just go to Him to quench their thirst. Brothers and sisters, we have dug out many systems for ourselves in this age. Canada as a nation was founded upon the Christian principles and a bold declaration of belief in God. However, however Canada has with its ever-accelerating deliberateness abandoned the spring of living water to dig out the systems of evolution, finance, philosophy, multicultural religions, self-gratification, individualism, and more and more. As a people, as a citizen of Canada, we dig out our own system, broken systems in our homes, in our business, and in our private lives. We are now drinking from the living, living spring. Look at the home shopping channel. See what people are buying. Glance at the magazine covers near the checkout station. Notice the main focuses of commercials and the stock market reports on CNN. Listen to the politicians who earmark the things that they refer to with confidence and a twisted thought of love to solve our nation's illnesses. And you will get a glimpse of the systems that our country has dug for itself. One person and one family at a time. Look at people's life. They look for intimacy in pornography. They seek thrills vicariously. They try to escape reality. Instead of a drinking living water, they try to escape from problems. They live in fear. But they seem to be more afraid of God than they are of a living an empty life. Whether they are poor or they are rich, they are broken systems. Or as the Bible describes them in Jude chapter 1, from verse 2 to 13, They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit, and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame." Wandering stars, for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. The obvious problem with digging our own systems is that they do not work. Our systems do not do not do what we want them to do, because of the incommunicable and unpeaceable want. These systems we dug in no way are able to satisfy our thirst. They are broken systems that cannot hold water. We forsake the living God and trust that the substitutes will satisfy us. But, but those substitutes are broken. They leak. They can never satisfy our thirst. What about us? What about us, the covenant people? We can be guilty the guiltiest of all. We have the truth. We who believe have the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. We have His warning and His promises at our fingertips in the scriptures that we profess to hold as holy and unchangeable. But when, when we are cast into trial, when difficult circumstances come our way, do we run to the spring of living water? We can be guilty of pursuing false gods today, such as doing immoral, impure, and greedy things that are a form of idolatry. We can be guilty of hating false prophets, teachers, who leads us into sectarianism and syncretism, whose teaching is contrary to Jesus' prayer and the unity of the Spirit. We can be guilty of hitting false prophets or teachers who offer false hopes, such as New Age movement, false religions, get, get rich quick scheme. We can be guilty of false sense of prosperity, Believing we are spiritually secure when we are in grave danger of falling. We can be guilty of believing God for a poor substitute of true religion. We have to be aware. We have to be aware that a substitute for God can be anything that we, we place our trust in which isn't Christ. It's said, it's said, brothers and sisters, that Israel committed these two sins. First, they forsook God, the fountain of life, light, the fountain of prosperity, and the fountain of happiness. Secondly, they dug out broken systems. They joined themselves to idols from which they could receive neither temporal nor spiritual good their conduct was the excess of folly and blindness. But how much more would it be an excess of folly and blindness for us today if we forsake God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit by neglecting our all, all devotion and obedience to the Word of God and to spend more time drinking from this broken systems than from the fountain of living water. May the unfortunate example of Judah serves as a warning as to where we can find water. And may we ever be open to the wonderful invitation extended at the end of the book of Revelation. And the Spirit and the bread say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Congregation, are you drinking from, from the water of life or from broken systems that can hold no water? Remember, through, though, though sometimes it's okay for us to use substitutes for our daily food, in our spiritual life, any substitute for our God is not an option for life, but an option for death. Therefore, in our spiritual life, do not accept substitutes. Do not compromise your faith. Do not allow yourself to believe that you can even live without God's word in your life. Amen.